0: Hey y'all, you are listening to another episode of The Spiritual Homegirl, where we discuss all things concerning self-development and bettering our spirit, but from the homie perspective. Somebody that's going through the journey day by day, just like you. Hey y'all, it's your girl Maria, The Spiritual Homegirl, and we are back with another episode of The Spiritual Homegirl podcast. Now, before we get started, you know, I know I done been on a hiatus, we back now though, but y'all know I can't do any episode without thanking you all for your support. Out of the tens of thousands of podcasts that are in podcast land, you choose to leave me your ears once a week for about an hour or so, and I hella appreciate that. Now, let me be clear now. This has been the most eventful, fulfilling, and trying-ass 9 months period in my life since I decided to pack up all my things on a very uh dark early morning on a new moon on October 8th, 2018, and getting here to LA and then subsequently moving into my own spot and things like that. So from October 8th to July 25th, which is today's date, today's day of the episode it has been a lot of things that's happened. I mean, if we want to go even more backwards in time, the the day I decided on the beach almost two years ago that I was ready to be serious about my move to L.A. You know what I'm saying? Rewind it back to when I was on Doc Waller Beach, what was it, five, six years ago where I decided, you know what, I might be able to possibly move to L.A. So a lot of things has happened um, on the road to California, um, a lot of things have kind of helped shape my perspective in my, in my journey, in my now reality. And I'm grateful for every single thing, good, bad, ugly, and indifferent different. And um, hindsight is always twenty twenty, so I wanted to talk my shit, and I just came off of eating a wonderful freeze from the press juicery, because it's fucking amazing. I prefer a chocolate-free sundae with gummy bears, praline pieces, and um, what else I put on there? Raspberry puree. Whew, amazing. Anyway, so I got my aloe water in case I'm talking too much and I need to quench my, my thirst, you know, if I'm a little parched or whatever, but today's episode is called Every Body Can't Go. The late great Ermius Ashkedom said, circle got smaller, everybody can't go. Circle got smaller, everybody can't go. we also be talking about the cost of sacrifice as well. Um, and I realize as a person, as a person who's not perfect, right? But a person who really would love for everybody that I encounter, everybody that's in my life or my immediate circle or whatever the fuck as a person who really has love for people that i really consider close and it takes a lot for you to even get there so for me to um kind of learn the hard way that everybody that you consider close just can't go it's it's sobering it's disappointing and in more extreme cases it's damn right painful it's very uncomfortable so, you know, the people that you rock with and people that's supposed to be in your circle and shit, they're not going to be there. When you looking around and you having your moments where you're having little milestones, you're realizing that shit finna get popping, or you about to have a come up like a motherfucker, you realize, man, I'm so happy to have the people in my life that I do. It doesn't really dawn on you that in about maybe a year, two, three, four, five years, shit, even two, three weeks, them people that you thought you was cool with or them folks that you thought was in your circle, they not going to be there no more. And I know some people kind of can't imagine that. And they say, yeah, me and my dogs, we stay down. We do whatever. Like, it is what it is. going to ride out through whatever. The thing about that phrase, right, in theory, it sounds real good. But in practice, it sounds real flawed. Because the way this whole thing works in terms of how people can go or can't go, it really doesn't depend on just you. It depends on the other person. Everybody has their own power and the, and the choices that they can make to either stay around, move around, vibrate in, vibrate out, whatever it is. It doesn't necessarily just depend on just us. And sometimes what we want may not be what we need, right? So let's quickly go over. I'm not sure how, how long I'm going to do this episode, but I'm just going to talk until spirit tell me to drink my water and be quiet. So <laughs> so um and also in true retrograde fashion, we're also having um tiny bit of technical difficulties um because it is retrograde. I never really cared about retrograde. I know people were probably like, why are you launching in the middle of retrograde? Because I don't care. That's why. But my cord acted up. And I don't even think that's retrograde. I think I should have got me a new cord uh, a month ago. You know, when you don't use things, things just kind of deteriorate over time. But I ain't tripping. So we're going to see if we can get through this without any further technical difficulties that you guys can hear. So here's some reasons as to why you think people that shouldn't be going with you should go with you, Right. This is why we think people can go. Because it done been there beforehand. Just because people have been in our lives through shit does not mean that they are owed the rights or the privilege or the luxury to be in our life when the time comes for us to do things in the future. And the reason why you're probably, you probably listening to this like, girl, what the hell are you talking about? I'm saying it's not what you've done, right? Janet Jackson said once, what have you done for me lately? I think sometimes we, and I say we because I'm never above any of the things I say, we put a lot of extras on what people do for us, and we forget that people have to earn their keep in our lives. Just like a job. You may have had a good-ass year. You have a shitty following year. You might be put on a plan to get up out of there, or you might get written up, or you might get disciplined. Everything else in our lives has a merit-based system that is a rolling merit-based system, right? So why shouldn't we... Um, why should we ignore that for our own personal relationships if somebody looked out for you five years ago and they treat you like shit now but they still rely on what they did for you five years ago is that still something that should be relevant and how we deal with them today that was five years ago thank you for that there might have been some gratitude or some other form of payment for whatever that may have been that they did for you that kind deed or that act of service but we can only ride out a moment for so long before we have to do an inventory. We have to do an assessment of what the marriage was doing the following year or the last year or the last month. Like, bro, like, sis, like, what? I appreciate that one thing or that those few things you did, but, like, are you consistent with how you, how you operate with me? And I know as humans the hardest thing it is for us to do is consistency, but, you know, being a kind person is being a kind person. That's not something that... That should be so hard to do if it's really in you. You dig? So, that's one reason that people think everybody can go. Second reason is guilt. You done probably fucked up at one point. And you probably wasn't the most thorough person that you can be. And you feel like the only way to make this right is to keep somebody that don't deserve to be around, around. You better stop that shit. There's ways to redefine situations that can still, um, that can still, I guess, how do I say it? There's ways to rectify the situation that can still make you feel at ease or at peace with what happened without you feeling like you have had to sacrifice your own, um, I guess, happiness in the future for things. And that goes back to living in the moment. Shit happens and things are fleeting sometimes. Sometimes feelings are held on to longer than necessary. But I still feel like someone shouldn't have to suffer and keep somebody around because they feel guilty. That's not even genuine. How do we expect to build things of value and things authentically and things of strength when we're not even building them with people we want to build it with? We building on some bullshit because we feel guilty about some shit. I feel guilty, so I'm just gonna, i just, I guess I, I, you know, I. That's the least I can do. No, the least you can do is acknowledge that you were wrong, and if there's any type of way that could make it right, like let's say, for instance, if you broke some shit, if you apologize and you pay them what you owe for what you broke or what you owe them for if you didn't pay no money or you know something like that then fine you know but in terms of keeping somebody around you as you continue to empower yourself and glow up and and be successful keeping them around is only gonna harm you in the end because that's going to create a sense of entitlement because they know the only reason why their ass is around is because you only you're only doing it because you you owe them and they're going to treat you as such. And usually when people like that are only around because of entitlement and because we quote unquote owe them, they're going to hold on to that shit for however long they can until you get sick of it or until they find something better. I know this because I used to do this dumb ass shit. One time I had an ex, not ye, an ex cheat on me. Ladies, y'all know how I go. Y'all think y'all such a good ass partner. Let me say we because this happened to me too. We think we're such a good-ass partner that when our partner cheats on us, we just are in such shock, right? Oh, my God, I can't believe you cheated on me. I'm dope. I got this. I got that. I'm boss. I'm this, that. How could you cheat on me? It's simple. He go call somebody else and he go fool with him. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes it don't really be about us. We make it about us, right? And we'll hang that over our man's head or over our partner's head. And we, well, you cheated on me, so blah, 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 blah. I feel like I should have to explain this because I know everybody can feel me on this. We'll hang it over their head and we'll expect some kind of um, special treatment because at the end of the day, they owe us. They wronged us. They ain't wrong me. You owe me, bitch. You you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how we're viewing it. But it it almost kind of makes you think, like, if I got to keep you around because I owe you, should you really be here? I don't think so let's just make it let's just have the conversation as adults let's just you know what I'm saying square it away I'm sorry for I ever made you feel you know what I'm saying and this is what I can offer but in terms of keeping you all the way around and making you feel like um making you feel like you're entitled to be here only because I owe you it's only gonna lead to a um a weird codependent um toxic I'm gonna just keep throwing shit in your face kind of relationship and don't nobody got time to deal with that shit we got time to be glowing and growing okay not out here groveling, and all again. So that's another reason why we think people can go, but they probably shouldn't be going. Next reason, you was told by somebody, whether them or somebody else, that they're supposed to be there. I think this is probably one of the most, um, one of the most common things I've seen when it comes to people going. Um, sometimes we. Surrender the power of our own intuition in favor of other people's shit Um, Other people's shit that ain't got nothing to do with our journey People that ain't never walked a day Let alone a mile in our shoes For some reason, sometimes we let them dictate to us What's better for us in the real-time moment When they don't have all the facts at hand And then we wonder why shit don't work out The way it's supposed to work out Because our first mind, or as my OG says Our God mind tells us, hey, man, they probably ain't supposed to be here. Let's try to transition their ass out. And you'll have your mom or your best friend or your mate or spouse tell you, nah, just let them so-and-so, so-and-so against your better judgment. You'll give somebody the benefit of the doubt that don't deserve it. And I know sometimes in our new way, social media, spirituality, we get told, oh, love and light all the time. I feel that to a degree. You can be love and light like 100% of the time of how you operate, but you can still, you know what I'm saying, go hard if necessary. You know what I'm saying? I almost said smack the shot of somebody if necessary, but that's not very spiritual. So, But you get what I'm saying? It's like there's two sides of the coin. You can be a person that operates out of love and light, but that don't mean be a damn door a door to get pushed through all the time, it doesn't mean to just be a person that's always going to be conceding and folding on shit, right? Like, we're not folders out here. Sometimes you got to know when to hold them in a folding, but when it comes to letting people in your life that have positive intentions for you and have um, their own things going on and don't feel like they're going to leech and be a parasite off of your shit and what you got going on, I don't think there should be any benefit of the doubt passes for that. Oh, just let them do this and that and the other. Now, I will say... An exception for that can be plugging people into opportunities because of whatever sphere of influence or power of influence that you have. I I can see that if they're deserving and they're willing and you're like, you know what? They may not be able to come with me side by side with me, right? They may not be able to be close with me, right? But I can use my power or my sphere of influence to plug them into their own thing that might be better uh, suited for them. We're not talking about that, right? We're talking about somebody you know ain't damn reliable, somebody you know be out here fucking shit up. You know, people who are out here that that really well, I'll get into who I'm talking about um in the next in the next section, but people that you know ain't supposed to be here, bro. Like people that's that's you're always like, damn, why did I take them here? Damn, why did I refer them here? These people don't fit with me. They don't align with me anymore. I can't keep taking these folks. And then you got somebody trying to again use the last method guilt tripping folks to say no no well they so-and-so which is the first method they so-and-so this for you 10 years ago i'm gonna make you feel guilty and use method number two and then i'm gonna use method number three to tell you that you know you should probably let them come with you no don't go for that shit don't fall for it because ain't nobody finna clean up your mess when you decide to listen to their advice and then they fuck around and they do some shit, it's gonna be oh well, just try to work it out. These type of people that be suggesting things to us so strongly in our ear like that, when they don't have all the facts of the situation, they are usually not gonna be around to facilitate or broker any kind of peace treaties or any kind of um, any kind of uh cleanups when, or proverbial cleanups I should say when shit goes south. Let's say, for this oh well. I know you got $20,000 out of your settlement. You know, just just give your give your, your family member $5,000. You know, they really could use it, whatever. It just, it'll just it be a loan. Just look out for them. I guarantee unless that person got $5,000 liquid cash and is going to sign a promissory note to pay when they don't pay, I guarantee they're not going to give you that money back if and when your family member fucked that money off. Or, oh, use your connections to... To get your get your homegirl a job, you know, homeboy a job, you know, they've been, they've been struggling, they need the money. Very, very true. But if your homegirl or homeboy does not have proper soft skills like showing the fuck up on time, and now you're going to put your name and your employee brand on the line for your unreliable-ass partner who cannot make it to work, are they going to get you another job? Are they going to be able to... Uh, fix your reputation to so your, your co-workers and your boss and shit when our homegirl or homeboy doesn't do right by your referral. Just be mindful of that when everybody in your ear trying to tell you what you need to do with people that you know ain't meant to be around. Everybody can't go because everybody ain't fucking in line to be here 75 years of our lives. Average lifespan, what, 7275 now? Everybody not built to the be there 100% of the time. And I know it sucks because we be thinking we be vibing with folks. And, oh, man, this is so awesome. This is my rider. This is my rolly, This is my round. This is my partner. them. We're going to be around forever. We're going to ride like this forever. Remember, everybody got their own journey. Everybody got their own power. Everybody got their own choices to make and things to experience. And sometimes, and a lot of times, to be honest, they're not going to really be fitting in with what you got going on. So don't feel so inclined to feel like you got to bring people with you. shit. Bring yourself somewhere first. That's nothing we'll do. We'll sit here and be so team focused that we'll forget about us. They always say, ain't no I in team. Well, bitch, it's a me and team. You can spell me with team. You can have your team, but make sure you get to where you're going first. If y'all have a team and y'all out here using y'all strengths and y'all are requiring things and everybody brings something dope to the table that the other one lacks and y'all are working as a cohesive unit, shout out to y'all. This episode ain't about y'all. Y'all can go because apparently y'all know how to make things work and align things and strengths and weaknesses and checks and balances to move forward as an army. Congratulations to y'all. Shout out to y'all. If there's any armies out there, please hit me up and let me know so I can shout y'all out and and talk to the world about what y'all are doing. On my Instagram, please let me know if y'all are a cohesive, solid unit where everybody can go and everybody can apply their skills to better their individual group members as well as the group at large. I fuck with that. But we're not talking about them. We're talking about people who just be leeching, 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 and parasiting and all that other shit. And the reason why people feel like this is because they are indeed leeches and parasites. Maria! I be hearing vampires and leeches and parasites and all this other shit. What are you talking about? What are they? I'm glad you did not fake asses. I'm glad you gave me the rhetorical question to ask this. We are going to explain it right now. These kind of people and these kind of people that can't go are always people that want to take from you. They always, it's always what's in it for me. They act like it's a team effort and it's not. It's only a team effort and they're only cooperative and they're only um, super duper, how do I say it, enthusiastic about it when it's your resources getting put to the test to benefit them. They are rarely going to come with you with their resources to get shit done. And I understand some people may not always have the resources. We're not talking about people that genuinely try and make an effort because they have um, hustle, ambition, drive, et cetera. We're not talking about them. We're talking about people who are walkers, sometimes talkers most of the time. You know what I mean? Like sometimes we get caught up because we'll look for the people that only talk and not walk and forget that there's there's people out there that, you know, talk more than they walk which to me is low-key just as bad because it's still an imbalance there's still not it's still not things to show for the shit that they say like I always say I don't do a lot of barking I don't like to talk and bark 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 about what I got going on until it's done and some people sometimes they're satisfied with barking and talking as long as they put a social media post about what they doing or as long as they didn't tell somebody they look up to and admire respect about what they working on So them some of them sometimes that might be enough Fuck the work, I didn't told the world I'm working on it. That feels like that's good enough. I announced it. It feels complete. It feels like I I have put it out in the universe, and now I don't have to work as hard to actually bring this shit to fruition. Believe it or not, a lot of people think like this. And I think honestly, that's a back I almost say backlash, but that's a consequence of social media because with sharing so much, sometimes we'll share. And we'll get the positive reinforcement based on the announcement, but not on the actual work that was completed once it's completed. And sometimes the shit never gets completed because that announcement was enough. I hope that made sense. Hopefully, I'll try to reword it. So basically, the positive reinforcement of the announcement sometimes trumps the fire and passion and desire to actually finish the work and actually um, reinforce that that positivity or that sense of completion within ourselves. Sometimes we'll get it from the internet and it's like, oh, I did it, girl. You did that, girl. Congratulations. But we didn't do shit yet. We just announced it. So that's one thing um, that I noticed where everybody can't go. And also people that can't go with you, these are the motherfuckers where everything is a business transaction, even in a personal relationship. Everything is a business transaction. Every motherfucking thing. I'm talking about dollars and cents, bruh. Everything is going to be negotiated to a dollar amount. And my thing is this. If you fucking with somebody who ain't got the bread their hearts where they nickel and dime your ass for every single thing, them ain't your partners, dog. Like OG Inga said on God is Wisdom about a year ago, I interviewed Inga Willis. I'll leave the show notes in the, um, in the, in the description box of this podcast in my show notes. At the very end of the podcast, she said having her cruel sisters was really important. I'm going to try to paraphrase it. I don't want to misquote her. But she basically said her or her homegirls have been kicking around the same $50 for so many years. They don't even know who owes who anymore. Let that sink in. Her or her partners been kicking around the same $50 to where they don't even know who owes who anymore. That means that they have been there for each other so many damn times. They ain't even tripping on who owes what because the relationship is reciprocal. The people that can't go are motherfuckers who don't reciprocate. They stay taken from you all the motherfucking time. Even if you ain't got it, they're going to find a way to squeeze something out of you. Even if you do got it, they're going to find a way to finesse your ass out of you so they can get some of what you got. That's no friend. That's not family. That's no loved one of yours. If everything you do has to come with a cost, that is not your fucking friend. That is not your fucking loved one. That's your business partner. Y'all do business. Y'all don't do personal. Do you know somebody that moves like that with you? Do you know somebody that's always charging you for shit? Do you know somebody that charges you to use their car all the time? Even though you give them shit, even though you're there for them when they need you, even though you don't charge them for shit, do they always have to put a dollar amount on you? When you need some place to stay, do they try to nickel and dime your ass for every fucking penny you got? Like you ain't helped them through some shit? We're not talking about people that got businesses now, so before you try to put this episode and be like, oh, well, if you my loved one, you... No, no, no. We're not talking about offering services and goods. That's business. We're talking about people that's personal, friends, personal, like personal relationships, loved ones, family members, friends, tribe, whatever you want to call it. If every single interaction... It's a business transaction. That's not your partner. It's a sad truth. But it is truth. That's your business partner. You feel me? The only thing y'all missing is the LLC and some paperwork. Keep it a thousand. So, they ass can't go. Another person that can't go. The people who rather be in this shit for the look and not for the actual presence. You feel me? So... We have things that, um, that we call performative and demonstrative, right? Performative is when you're performing, right? You're showing and acting out something, right? When you're demonstrative, you're demonstrating through action. Performative versus demonstrative, they sound similar, but they indeed are not the same. When someone's presence in your life is for a look, that shit is performative. When someone is showing up in your life and don't need Instagram shout outs, don't need pictures, don't need nothing, don't need money all the time, don't need nothing, that's demonstrative. Them motherfuckers gonna show up regardless. We are in an era now where it's about the look. We're in a clout, fame-ass era where that's more important than actually being who we want to portray online um, or or being who... Being where we are, I should say. Being where we are, um, being in certain places with notables and things like that. That shit's more respected for some reason than motherfuckers actually being um, in places that actually matter. And when I say actually matter, I mean places where people may really need our assistance. And I'm not talking about those who know how to goddamn move in and shape. Matter of fact, I know somebody who goes to a barbecue with his homies. On some real trill gangster shit one day. And then that night we'll go to a councilman jazz event. We're not talking about those kind of multifaceted beings. Y'all are actually kind of dope. Y'all can come. Everybody can't go, but y'all can go. Y'all know how to stick and move. Y'all service oriented. And y'all also are in tune with, with, you know, your surroundings and and your roots. And I fool with that. Y'all make change for the betterment of not only yourself, but the community at large. I fool with y'all. Or, um, or if you know if it's something for your family You know what I'm saying Like y'all are betterment doing something for the betterment of your family You're talking about folks that never do shit Unless there's um, Unless there's a look Attached to it Oh this will be a good look I'll show up there Yeah I know it's going to look real good for my Instagram I, I mean I've seen it <laughs> I've seen it so many times I've seen it where people will come through to something Something that's of some type of importance They'll show up Get that social media picture Um, what's the what's the favorite pose? They look down fit check. Okay, that's another picture Um, they'll goddamn go shake hands with the person. Oh, let me get a picture cool and then they dip out Like I don't I don't know if those kind of people you want to go with you dog People those that's resume building. I don't fuck with resume builders I don't know if y'all want to fuck with resume builders But I just I just rather not and I understand it again social currency is more expensive than the dollar Right now, um, but keep that shit. I'd rather be socially broke then be broke for real and be broke energetically and spiritually. So them kind of motherfuckers can't come with me. I don't know if they can roll with y'all, but y'all can't come with me. So those kind of people that are only in your life because it looks good only when you're um up, you know what I'm saying? Because the thing about this whole life is that we ain't never going to be up 100% of the time. We're going to have some shitty days. And I know like social media, everybody says, oh, y'all only post when y'all up. Who the fuck going to post when they down? Come on now. For strangers? Everybody don't think like that, bro. If you want to post your fucked up moments on social media, which I have as well, that's our prerogative. We can't expect everybody to share our down days, but what we can, what we can expect is that people gonna go through them, whether they want to share with them or not. Because honestly, nobody owes us anything when it comes to sharing, um, good or bad moments. We really like who the fuck are we to even request people do that? Like who the fuck are we really? But when it comes to people. Being performative versus demonstrative. Performative is always being there when it's good. Demonstrative is being there when it's bad. The motherfuckers that's going to want to go are going to be the ones that's performative. The ones that can go are going to be the ones that are going to be performative. The ones you want to take around you or the ones I want around me at least are the ones that are both. Yeah, you can celebrate my ups, but when I have a shitty day, can I call you? Do you pick up the phone? Do you answer a text? If you have the emotional capacity... Because I know everybody, again, like I said, everybody not going to have updates and everybody may not have time to deal with all of our shit. But if you got the emotional capacity and I need you, are you there for me? Do I have to worry about you goddamn trying to take advantage of me? Do I have to worry about you throwing my truth against me? Do I have to worry about you throwing your help in my motherfucking face? Y'all, let me be clear. Let me tell this sidebar. The quickest way for me to never fuck with you again, and i I might not even detach with you formally. Cause I'm I'm at this point I'm too goddamn old to be giving people conversations on how to be decent human beings. If I'm if I'm done, I'm done. I don't owe nobody shit. I'll distance myself, I'll show your ass love, but I don't want to fuck with you other than cordial, right? The quickest way to have me never fuck with you again, and most of my riders that I'm I'm cool with to this day we move like this, is when you throw your help in our face, or when you throw our truth in our face. Cause that right there lets me know you was you a op. You were op and you were fed because you was throwing that information for later use. And you are opportunist because you'll take that that truth in that moment to go ahead and get off whatever little ego shit you need to get off. For whatever little power struggle you have going on. Oh, well, I'm going to throw this help in your face. So that you can understand that I'm I'm here for you. And I didn't did this for you. And this other shit. As if people don't ask for help every fucking day. And it shows that you are not to be trusted. I never leave a room. Or leave none of my shit in the room with a motherfucker that moves like that. I probably wouldn't be in the same room with them anyway. Not alone. You can't be trusted if all you're going to do is help a motherfucker. And help and then throw it back in their face That is so That's so unrespected dog Like that's unethical as fuck to me People will actually help us And then throw it in your face Like you a motherfucking charity case Like everybody don't need help at some point in their lifetime And the ones that act like they don't Ever need help in their lifetime You gotta watch their ass too they can't go either Because the ones that act like they never need no help be the main ones that be going through that shit. But they have such a pride issue that they can't break down and say, hey, I need help. You want to know how I know this? Because I used to be like that. I used to have an ego issue years ago, years and years ago, where I didn't want nobody to make it seem like I didn't have my shit together. If you ever heard the first episode of the Spiritual Homegirl podcast, I actually talk about this, how I was so proud of being a girl who had it all and and I built my shit up and I done did this and I manifest this for myself and ain't nobody going to catch me slipping, whatever, whatever. That creates a very high expectation of you always having to push through things as if you're not human. You're not allowed, well, I'm not going to say you're not allowed because you create that circumstance. We create that circumstance for ourselves to where we're not allowed to have bad days. We're not allowed to have hard times. We're not allowed to ask for help. We're not allowed to be vulnerable because we have created, we have created this fucked up image of ourselves of being damn near perfect. That leads to control freak type tendencies because you have an image to maintain and you'll be out here sacrificing all sorts of help and, and and stress and all sorts of shit trying to portray this image and once you break from that and you allow yourself to be human it's a freeing experience but people that that kind of sit on that high horse though and have that image and not only use it to i feel like we, if you have the image for yourself you got your own shit storm to deal with i know that because like i said i have my own shit storm to deal with and work through but when you have your own shit storm to deal with and you got the nerve to hop your ass on a high horse to do that shit to other people? Oh, you done know, got you a whole nother world of trouble now? Because now you're out here looking even more crazy. Because you somehow seem to think that you're better than the next. You can think highly of yourself and keep up that little facade and that bullshit for somebody else. But to really sit there and think that like you're better than somebody, though, that's wild. That's why your ass can't come either. Isn't that crazy how that works? We befriend people... We share with them our truth. We love them. We share more truth. We help them. And then they asses take all of that beautiful information and data and then use it to throw it in our face. At the most inopportune times. That's fucking crazy, ain't it? They be having selective ass amnesia. They don't ever remember... What times you helped them out of a jam, or you helped them out of a pickle, or you loaned them money, or you gave them a ride here, or you, for some girls, I mean, some people may have taken some hits, legally, physically, you know what I'm saying, some people may have handled some work for them folks too, and people seem to forget that, and that's selective amnesia, people with selective amnesia, they can't come either. Because they're never going to remember what you did for them. They're only going to remember what they did for you and what you can do for them. Who else can't come? (sighs) Narcissists can't come either. I know it sounds so damn cliche, right? Narcissists, right? It's a little more common than you think. Sometimes people will know they ain't shit. And they know their ass ain't supposed to be there. Those what you call hanger-ons, you feel me? Hanger-ons and flunky-ass motherfuckers. would be like, you know what? I shouldn't be here. This person is ascending to a particular trajectory. I don't really see the same trajectory for myself because I don't want to do the work. I really don't. I- I'm going to just ride these coattails out because I see this person is going places. Her shit, his shit is viable. I'm going to get to the bag and use them I'm a my... Nerd- oh, let's... Matter of fact, ooh, let's go there. Oh, let's go there. Oh, let's go there. Okay. So... The fake asses can't go. These are what the fake asses do, okay? It's a little more advanced high tech nowadays. You know, we're in the technology age, so it's a little bit more refined. It's a little bit of a mix of the performative, um, the performative motherfucker who can't go. But the way they operate is (laughs) they fake because they don't really have no intention of really being down with you. They're only going to be down with you as long as you're on the upward trajectory, so as long as it appears that you're gonna go somewhere, you're gonna be special, you're gonna be a somebody, that's when they really wanna fuck with you. If you was a regular ass, quote unquote, nobody ass with nothing going on in the street, they probably wouldn't pay attention to you twice. Probably won't talk to you either. But they'll they'll nurture their relationships. So they'll give you just enough to think that they, you know, that you fuck with them, um, or that they fuck with you when they really don't fuck with you. They only are they're only relationship building. You know what I'm saying? They're only just doing that. So in case something pops off and you come into some money or you come into some opportunities or you come into something that can possibly elevate yourself. They can always say I've been there from the beginning. So she or he will be more than likely to consider me for whatever or take me with them because I really don't fuck with them like that. I'm just keeping them around in case I can use them later. Y'all motherfucking asses, y'all fake asses, y'all definitely can't come and y'all be a goddamn fool to think that people are really going to be that stupid in this day and age and accept minimal effort and um, and uh, performative bond building or foundation building for something that's going to be sustainable in the long term. Y'all need to watch y'all ass because people going to be on y'all head. I'm seeing it happen every day. People are hitting me up in my DMs talking about it, checking the fuck out of people. We in the age of Aquarius, remember? Shit is starting to reveal itself. People are starting to realize that a lot of stuff that seems to be real and seems to be true and seems to have been solid ain't no more. Y'all asses, y'all time is coming. So don't trip. Y'all better get right. What Granny said, get right with God real quick. Shit, get right with the God within yourself. Because y'all finna be seen for what it is. Even our favorite beloved public figures are being seen for the humans and for some of the trifling shit they've done. I ain't gonna name no names, but y'all look in the news. Over the past couple of years, we realized that people with established, uh, trusted reputations and brands in society are really some fuck motherfuckers. They are. They're fuck girls and fuck boys, and it's weird. Because you would think, after all these years of being solid, what would happen to, to where they just are these different kinds of people? They're not different kinds of people. They always been these people. They've always been these kind of people. They just had the veil over our heads and it was such a beautiful fabric. We was looking at the fabric and realizing the shit was covering their asses up the whole time. You know? So those are the people who can and cannot go. So the whole thing of sacrifice, right? I'm learning that sacrifice is not necessarily what you are willing to give up, but it's what you're involuntarily going to give up. I know sometimes on the journey, we feel like we can just choose and pick what we to just give up. For instance, you know what? I'm going to take a break off social media. You know what? I'm going to stop eating meat. You know what? I'm going to cut back on sweets. You know what? I'm going to cut back on sex. I'm going to cut back on drinking, smoking, talking, whatever. Sometimes things happen on a journey where your ass ain't got no motherfucking choice but to give it up, whatever that may be. And I think the sooner we realize that sometimes sacrifice is all about what we have no choice but to give up, I think the easier it will be to go through those situations where we don't have no choice but to give it up. You know? Sacrifice also, like, I feel like it's almost... I would say how bad do you want it? But... I also believe in the same breath that just because you want something bad doesn't mean you have to give up everything for it by choice. I think sometimes we get the, we get the romanticized um, version of sacrifice. And we put ourselves or we speak words of, of, of... um We speak the wrong words over ourselves to prove to people who don't matter how much we want things. Um For me, for instance, I said, I want to get to California so bad. I'll give up anything. I'll give up my car. I'll give up living comfortably. I'll do whatever. I just got to get there and make shit shake. I said this, right? And I said this plenty of times. I said it in my prayers. I said it to myself. I've said it to ye. I've said it to my mom. I said it to so many people. Tell me why I spent, well, no, that's not an accurate depiction of what I'm trying to say. When I got out to California, my car started giving the fuck out. Mind you, I already got the car checked before I went to L.A. I got the car checked after I went to L.A. Everything was cool. Ooh, had to give me some water. And um, I noticed that... <laughs> When I said that shit, little things started happening to the car, bro. Shit started squeaking. Transmission got to get clean. I need a new alternator. I was like, God damn! My tire busted. I was like, Yo, yo, okay, 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 okay. I didn't, I didn't mean physically give up my car. You feel me? Like that was okay. Let me, okay, let me not say that. Living comfortably. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking when I said that shit. Now, granted, I have my own spot. everything straighter and everything like that now. But like there were situations where i was about to get caught up in some bullshit in, in a fucked up living situation i damn near had to sue to get out of a contract that a person didn't want to honor we'll get into that later though because it's still fresh you feel me fresh meaning it still it still hasn't it hasn't been really six months since it happened and usually i like to give a statute of limitations for things to marinate and process on in order to talk about them. me personally i've i'm over it i was over it today i got my money back but um, I don't know if anybody else involved is over it. And I don't know if they listen to the show. So, out of respect to all parties involved, you hear about it in another three, four months or so. But, you know, that was an uncomfortable situation. It was a situation where I paid money for a lease. And once I picked up the key, I didn't move in nothing yet. But once I picked up the key, somebody tried to fuck me over on it. And they tried to violate the written terms of the lease. That has to basically enlist a lawyer shout out to Jamisha to draft me a letter that said you better run me my fucking money or else i'm gonna sue don't fucking play with me now granted i got my money back but that's uncomfortable being out of situations like that or being in situations where you're out of resources um that's 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 not cool and then i sat and thought about it and i said you know i can't control the will of other people but i can't control my will in terms of what i choose to say and i definitely did say I won't, I don't have to live comfortable. I'll live uncomfortable if I got to, as long as I get to L.A. <laughs> oh, no, 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 we're not saying that shit no more. We ain't saying that shit no more, you hear me? <laughs> we are good. So now I've learned, even in just talking, you have to really, I mean, I already knew this to begin with, but like, that was a reminder, you got to be really careful with what you say, because sometimes sacrifice, that, that's at the hest the of your own mouth. That's at the hands of your own, your own tongue, your own thought. You know what I mean? So the cost of sacrifice is sometimes written by our mouths. But um, that's pretty much this week's episode. Thank y'all for listening. Um, I just want this happen real quick. I've probably been talking for about 45 minutes. Uh, about 41. we close. So this is what I got going on. I'm going to try to run it down quick because I don't want to hold y'all. And plus I got another idea I want to write down before I forget. Hold on. Matter of fact, I'm going to write it down right now. Okay, okay cool. I don't want to forget my ideas. Sometimes I have ideas and then (laughs) I let some time pass like oh i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it and then 15 minutes goes by and then I Forget the goddamn idea and then i'm pissed. Um, but yeah So first things first you can go to spiritualhomegirl.com. You can follow me on instagram spiritual homegirl facebook spiritual homegirl um what else is going on I got my aromatherapy shop that I'm gonna launch in the next 30 days I'm really excited around this time last year I did make peace with the day packs you can follow make peace with the day on Instagram as well and they had a test product for what's going to be launched in the next 30 days um to a select few people and those select few people were my test group and I got overwhelmingly great feedback so I'm going to launch them officially and it's gonna be a pop-up aroma therapy shop. So I'm gonna release everything in collections. You if you miss out, you miss out. If you knew about them blue hoodies from last year, about a year and a half ago, I haven't sold them hoodies since. I sold out of them. And um I haven't offered that color since. So I really mean when I say. Once a collection is sold out, that's it. So make sure you uh stay tuned for that. Oh, this Aloe water is good. Also, you can um Find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, Anchor. I love Anchor. That's my new podcast home. Uh, SoundCloud is not really podcast friendly, from what I'm learning. Um, from a production standpoint, analytically, it's it's I. So I don't really fool with it too tough. Um, I don't really have any new episodes on there. Past episode, I think 78 or something like that. I think we're on episode 82 or 83. But um, you can find me pretty much anywhere you get your podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please um, leave a review. I would greatly appreciate it. I like third-party reviews, you feel me? Like, you know, objective reviews that ain't got shit to do with me. You know what I'm saying? So um, that gives people a clear, accurate depiction um, other than me. Because I'm going to say my shit is dope regardless. So it just, you know, it gives people a, a more <laughs> unbiased view of what the podcast is from people who actually listen to it. And what else is going on? Oh, yeah, Tribe Letter i already did tribe letter for cancer season we are now in leo season shout out to my leos y'all know y'all are lions and everything (laughs) but i'm gonna do a tribe letter once a month so that means that leo season's tribe letter will be forthcoming in the next two or three weeks go ahead and sign up on my instagram on my link tree or you can sign up at spiritualhomegirl.com put your email address your name in there and you'll get them delivered straight to your inbox as well and i also have A text messaging service, if you want some quick inspiration, um, you can definitely hit me up. I had to actually turn off my reply text because I did not realize (laughs) that I could get them back. So I was like, oh, damn, okay. Um, I had got like hundreds of text messages, not realizing (laughs) that I could actually turn them off. I was so overwhelmed. So until I get that figured out and sift through every single individual text message, you can text homegirl to 323-765-3996 and that is how you'll sign up to get text messages maybe once a week so. I don't want to be spamming y'all you know hitting y'all up all the time you know like I actually did a quick assessment of some of the brands that I follow and I noticed that I refreshed my email so much I didn't realize that those brands were sending me emails three to six times a day I said oh damn I see what y'all doing y'all trying to hit the little what seven times uh what is it if a, if a customer sees your, your email seven times, they'll be more likely to buy. I'm like, no. If I see your damn email seven times and I don't want to buy, I'm just going to upsubscribe. I don't like bugaboos. So, I don't want to be a bugaboos to y'all. You feel me? So, you can also tap in with me on the text messages. Let me see that. Bring up everything. Aromatherapy shop. Let's see. What else? Aromatherapy shop. Apple podcast. Tribe letter. Text messages. Oh. So. I do a community-based effort out in Lamert Park called the Nipsey Hustle Book Club. It is in honor of the like great Nipsey Hustle. And it's more so about the books that he read. He read so many books. Like the book club is pretty much uh pretty much stocked with selections for the next two to three years. Like he read that many books. And then some of his associates have also given books as well, um, in terms of books that they read. So it's a community-based initiative. It is nonprofits. It, it's not a nonprofit. It's not a nonprofit. Let me be clear. It's not a nonprofit. It's just a community thing, a way to kind of have a discussion, help people channel their grief through a different way, a productive outlet, which is through reading. And we read a book once a month. And the next meeting will be on August 18th, 2019, from 1130 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Haran Coffee, 4336 Dagnan uh, Boulevard in Lamarck Park Village. And we'll be reading Queen of Fools, Sacred Woman. I'm really excited because that's going to be. A very great discussion. I'm really excited to have um, my partner West LA Joe. Shout out to Joe. He co-facilitates the book club with me and we're just really happy to do something that is clout free and community based and not for profit because that's what community based things should be if it's for the true benefit of the community right? At least most of them should be but you know that's just me. That's a whole other episode clout and community coming soon but, <laughs> but that's about it y'all. I've been talking so much I have been talking so much. So let me go ahead and take uh, take off real quick. So this has been another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. My name is Maria. And remember, trust the journey, trust yourself. Peace.